Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we conclude our discussion on biblical decision-making. We, as Christians, believe in the sufficiency of Scripture. We believe Scripture is applicable to all areas of the Christian life, including the way we make day-to-day decisions. However, many Christians struggle determining the will of God in their lives. Let's continue with our study as Pastor Jim discusses biblical decision-making in today's slice of the message entitled, Decision-Making and the Will of God, Part 3. Your dreams are not revelatory. I describe it this way. Dreams are like your brain going out to play at recess. And it takes with it a hodgepodge of playthings from all of your experiences and all of your memories. And dreams can be very vivid I've had some just, I mean, just this week, very vivid dreams. You, you, ever, you ever wake up from a dream all excited about something that didn't happen? <laughs> or I've had dreams where I have done something awful, and I wake up feeling miserable, and I and in this overwhelming need to repent, and then I realize I didn't do that. Now, where did that come from? Well, I can still repent because I know that it came from my wicked heart. I know I'm capable of that bad thing anyway. Dreams can be very vivid. They can be powerful experiences, but they are not God talking to you. Don't go there. Then there's waiting on the Lord. That can't be bad, can it? Well, no, if you're waiting, you know, to understand what the Lord is teaching you from His Word. But um, you never need to wait to hear God speak to you. Why? Because He has already spoken through His Word. Now, that, those words are in the Bible, wait on the Lord. The most common Hebrew word connected with wait on the Lord is not a passive word. It connotes something more like wrap yourself around the Lord and trust in Him. Cling to Him and you will be led by His Spirit. Now, my list had a whole lot more things on it. And my list was an edited list from the other lists that I compiled to put this together. We're going to stop there. You're probably scared to death to make a decision. And I want to, I want to help you with that. So let's move on. What to do. I want to give you, and, and this, this shouldn't be a shock to you now, having heard what you've heard. I want to give you the biblical way to perceive the will of God. I like the circle. I like the idea Stay in bounds. Do what God says. Don't do what God says not to do. Right? Within the circle, understand you are one totally free-range Christian. If you're not disobeying God, and if you're seeking to obey God, enjoy yourself. Decide what you want to decide from the options that are open to you. Now, not every option is going to be open to you. 
I've used the illustration. I, I thought of this when I was in my, my 20s as a young pastor. I think if I could just get one five-year contract to play in the National Basketball Association, and I manage my money well, I'd never have to support, ask for support, need support. I could go anywhere I want to, serve the body of Christ any way that I wanted to. And you know what? I was free to make that choice, but there was a real lack of offers. All right? You are free within the circle. Not every single option is going to be open to you, but you're free within the circle. And you are also responsible for the choices that you make. So at every point along the way, trust that God is sovereign, understand that He is good, and that He cares for you. But don't be a slave to that mythical dot. Just live your life inside the circle defined by the moral will of God. And I'll give you some principles. Here is the proverbial bottom line for decision-making and the will of God. Let's start with prerequisites for biblical decision-making. Start out, you got to know Him, right? Be rightly related to Christ by responding to the gospel. Trust that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures. He was buried. He was raised on the third day according to the Scriptures. Put your trust in Christ and Christ alone to forgive your sins, to bring you into a relationship. That's the, that's the beginning point. That's number one of the eight big things. All right, beyond that, pursue a life of worshiping and glorifying God. Psalm 37, 4, delight yourself in the Lord, and He will give you the desires of your heart. You've got to make sure your delight is in Him. You want to please Him. You want to honor Him. You know that that's where your greatest joy is. So if you're pursuing that, you're going to be growing in your faith. Number three, recognize God's sovereignty. James chapter 4, he says, Come now, you who say today or tomorrow we'll go into such and such a city and spend a year there and do business and make a profit. Now, is that wrong? No. Fine to make a plan. He says, what you should say is, if the Lord wills, we will live and also do this or that. That's a daily exercise of reminding yourself God is sovereign over all things. But understand, too, if you stay in the circle and you make decisions, God's going to lead you because Proverbs 16, 9, the mind of man plans his way, but the Lord orders his steps. He will get you wherever he wants you to be. Fourthly, prerequisite, take responsibility for your choices. God will not obey you, but He will enable you to obey Him, and He will hold you responsible. Take the responsibility for the decision that you make. Don't try to get mystical about it and have some, you know, spooky music playing in the background of this is how God does this thing. It's not about emotions. It's about your mind. And being rational, and being wise. And trust me, you'll have emotions. There won't be any lack of that. And among them will be joy, and the better you are at making biblical decisions, the more joy there will be. All right, how about some methodology? How about a process for decision-making? Well, this is a great series for list after list after list. I've got just two more lists in my list of lists. Number one, Submit. Humbly pray for wisdom. Remember how Jesus recommended praying, Matthew 6.10? Your kingdom come, 
your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Well, I live on earth, therefore I want your will to be done. Notice it doesn't say, I want your will to be found. It's already given. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So along the way, you keep asking for wisdom. James chapter 1, verse 5 is in the context of times when you're going through testing, trials. Your faith is being uh, tested beyond what you think you're able. God promises that He will get you through it. James 1, 5, He says, But if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all men generously and without reproach, and it will be given to him. He'll give you wisdom and He'll give it to you primarily through His Word and secondarily through His Word explained to you by people who understand His Word and maybe have more experience in this decision than you have. Gather as much data as you can. Um, Nothing wrong with that. Proverbs 18, 13. He who gives an answer before he hears, it is folly and shame to him. He who makes a decision without weighing the alternatives and without weighing the consequences and without seeking wisdom, well, you know, just might be into a little bit of folly. You can learn through your folly, but why learn through hard things if you can skip that part? Plenty of hard things that will come your way anyway. All right, a second part of making decisions is the commands. Study the Scripture for any direct commands concerning the issue at hand. There may be positive commands to do something, and there may be prohibitions against doing something. And you say, you mean i got to read the whole Bible to make a decision? Well, I'm hoping you're going to be accumulating knowledge, but I'll tell you what, you live in the most blessed generation. You probably have a Bible on a computer. And you probably have a search engine, and you can look up keywords in milliseconds. We're spoiled. And we are absolutely without excuse for making decisions without knowing what the Scripture says. Look for the commands. Good advice and biblical counseling, that comes along with it, and they are important. But they will serve you well only when you come with the right attitude. Getting advice... Getting godly counsel is not for the purpose of reinforcing what you already think, or you don't need a counselor. You don't need a Christian friend. It is to help you learn. It is to help you be reproved. It is to help you be corrected. It is to help you be trained in righteousness so that you can be equipped for every good work. Getting advice and getting godly counsel is not so that you can verify what you want to be true. It's so that you can test all things and cling to what is good. Well, after submitting to the will of God or to the authority of God and looking for the commands, then look for principles. What are principles? Well, they're, they're generalities that transfer from age to age, from culture to culture. Study applicable principles from Scripture. There are some things that you can ask yourself while you work on making decisions. Here are some principles. There's the principle of uh, walking with Christ. Does it help my walk with Christ before I decide to do something? Uh, If I look at it this way, um, will I thank God for this? You ever hear anybody suggest the the six-month rule of decision-making? It's actually a pretty wise one. Say, okay, I have a choice between number one or number two. Think about it. If I choose number one, Where do I think that will be in six months, and what do I think I'll feel about that decision? If I choose number two, 
where do I think I'll be? Sometimes you'll have some insight. If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.